Hey everybody, so I got an interesting email from an athlete that is really on point. It's somebody I've podcasted about before and we've been working on some anaerobic training for her this year as really one of the biggest limiters has been early race when things are going ham, the repeated surges and I always, with this being an aerobic sport, and surging, surging, clearing the lactate, you still need a very strong aerobic foundation and an ability to perform, whether it's VO2 max um, and really wanting to raise your FTP. The, The bigger your engine, the more of that, or how I guess I should say, the less those surges are going to damage you. So working on raising the FTP. And before we started working together, she had started on that route. Also, we were working on raising her FRC ability to do work above threshold. And I'm going to talk in WKO metrics because you would need this program for the first part of this podcast. But also, I really think the anecdotal personal evidence that you have is going to be just as valuable because some coaches will make an argument that VLA max cannot really be measured by an algorithm, which is more where I'm leaning. Um, I think if you're going to use WKO and look at these performance metrics, you need to take them with a, I don't want to say grain of salt because that's uh, way too blase to it, but look for trends as opposed to the exact specific number, because unless they're doing a blood test, it doesn't make sense to myself or many other coaches how they are dialing in an exact number based off wattage only. I know they have their own algorithms, but I've used different products, uh, training products, and in digging into them with the marketing folks and testing it on myself and following training protocols, it's not always accurate. And that's not bad-mouthing any company or business. That's just my experience with it. So this athlete had said, hey, you know, I'm still kind of struggling with these. And to be fair, she also just upgraded and now is always doing well, – while women's racing is hard because you could be a four and it might be a one, two, three, four race. She's now a three. So all of her races are pretty much one, two, three and racing some very fast people and said, you know – I know that this is an endurance aerobic sport. My biggest challenge is still these surges. Um, It really doesn't matter how aerobically fit I am if I can't deal with the first 30 minutes of a race. You know, maybe should we look at my one in five minute power? And I love where her brain is. She's She's a very engaged athlete, which is super fun to coach. But also you just know that they're paying attention to why they're doing the things they're doing, which is really good because... I always think of if you have anaerobic training, I'll put in the description something like you need to come with your A game. When I was mistraining my anaerobic training, and I'll talk about that in a second, and when I say mistraining, I mean I was training it because I did not realize that more is not better. But when I was doing that, you've got to be carved up. You need to be rested. You need to be hungry as hell. If you're going to go try and crush 40-second, 30-second, one-minute efforts with full rest and do it over and over again, you can't come in as an 8 out of 10. You're not going to go hard enough to elicit the adaptations. So I really like these engaged athletes that are thinking about this. So she had said, hey, for our next Zoom, can we look at this and talk about this? I'm just curious, you know, where do you think I'm still falling short and how do we address this? Um, 
And so one thing that I wanted to do was let's take a zoomed out look of how have these metrics actually improved over time for her? Because I know coming from triathlon, she was very aerobic, which is good, but that's the biggest thing that triathletes struggle with when they come to road racing is the surges. It's actually one thing that I have seen draw them away from the sport because it's such a very different riding style than uh, a triathlon, obviously. So if you are a triathlete, I encourage you to stick with it and do some training that is um, more conducive to road racing and you can't do it all. So maybe, well, we'll leave it at that. So 2018 FTP was 200, FRC was 8.2 KJs and VLA max based on WKO was 0.21. 2019 FTP went up a little bit, FRC went up a whole KJ and VLA max went up just a little bit, 0.22, but heading in the right direction. 2020 FTP goes up couple more watts frc though that's the biggest thing that the ftp is not going to change a ton if your frc is always going up another kj vla max 0.28 then she had a big jump in 2021 i'm not going to pat myself on the back but ftp went up to 215 frc up to 13 vla max 0.31 and then 2022 we're just getting into it ftp is the same frc is down a smidge but vla max is up a little bit to 0.33 So, you know, it's the beginning of the summertime. I'm definitely hoping that we see her crush those numbers from this training. And so I responded back to her, you know, it's pretty amazing. Everything's risen for you each year, which, you know, she's ridden more. Her volume's gone up and she's super consistent. But the most important thing is probably this VLA max is rising. And while it does take a while to fully change your physiological profile, the one thing with this anaerobic training that I would highly recommend people look at is, When are you doing it? Because one thing I've had to focus on with her is focusing on what we're trying to improve because another aspect is that we've talked about in races is positioning. She's putting herself, getting intimidated in bad positions in these road races sometimes and and especially in crits. Crits, we're working on cornering and we're working on you just got to be aggressive in a crit. You can't be lackadaisical. You can't bring your 8 out of 10 on a crit. A crit, your mind is freaking racing. It is, the, the, the cognitive load is insane from a crit. But from these road races, I told her, listen, and I actually, this is a video I posted on Instagram. You can't out-watt bad positioning. She can't show up and race cat ones and expect to be going into a climb 10 wheels back when wheel three, four, and five are about to lay down an attack horrible positioning her chance of hanging on is being on their wheel going into the difficult aspect of the race and once you start getting peppered with attacks if you're in bad position you're putting out way more watts than is necessary and the people who are already stronger than you are going to expose you and drop you so what i when we looked at these races the reason i'm bringing all this up is we had tapered off about three weeks ago the anaerobic training because, and let me get a date here. I'm posting this podcast on May 30th, and I'm going to talk a little slowly, real quick, while I get in here. And we tapered this off back in, stick with me. I want to give context here. Right before a rest week, so the end of April. 
she had two big rides on the weekend, the week uh, May 1st. And then that Tuesday before, before she went out of town for work, we did some microburst anaerobic training to simulate and also work on the lactate shuttling and the actual putting out the watts. We worked on getting her max watts higher, but then also the over and over repeated efforts. Then she had a rest week. And then, hey, get over here. Sorry, guys. We're in tight quarters here with Princess Lala. She had two races. So we more prepared for the race. It was a double race weekend. Then she had a road race the next weekend. So we did a training crit the Tuesday before. And I also think anaerobic training is so hard to, when I'm saying you got to bring a 10 out of 10, you, you need to have mental energy for that. It's difficult. I, and I don't think doing it over and over and over and over and over again is a recipe for success because at some point you're going to get blunted. And if you need to work on it, you need to cycle off it a little bit. It doesn't have to be a long time, but when your races come, stop doing it that week. And you know, you're really doing one or two of these workouts a week at most. But if you've got a group ride, it's not going to be feasible to do two of those, a group ride, a big volume. You're going to get exhausted after a couple months of that. So I said, let's layer that back on. That's the game plan. Let's try and do a Tuesday, Thursday hard efforts. Or maybe we'll even, I'm going to message her. Maybe we'll take, if it works with her work schedule, maybe we take Tuesday super hard and then don't do it again until Friday and make the rest day at the end of the week on a Thursday. And then you can do a three-week block. Yeah, three-week, three-day block. Friday, hard ride, Saturday, endurance, Sunday. I'd probably stick to endurance so we can be ready to crush again on Tuesday because we do want to keep the volume up. I mean, she's seen improvement across the board. We don't want to come in and just have a sole focus on anaerobic training and neglect our endurance. Putting out these big efforts and racing, once she starts covering these moves, she needs to be able to do something with that. And that's where even more of the aerobic foundation and base of volume is going to pay dividends. So why am I posting this podcast? Oh, if you don't have WKO, your own anecdotal sense of do I have enough wattage to cover surges, I personally think is more valuable than what WKO is going to tell you. Some coaches will disagree with that. Tom, um, and I'm actually, we'll talk about this more. Um, Tom's my former coach at this point. We decided we're going to do a couple different things, and I'm actually going to be working with Landry down the road. I've always wanted to work with an Evoke coach. And Landry, if you've read his blogs, if you've talked to him in the Discord, Landry's extremely knowledgeable. And he was finishing up uh, his degree, though. And so I knew he was super busy, and he's been getting a lot of requests to uh, coach people. And so I was just waiting in the wings until he had time for me. (laughs) And so anyways, Tom, who we're still going to keep in touch, we're planning some podcasts. I'm actually posting an old video that we did on YouTube today. Um, Yeah, it's 100% amicable. It's not a split. It's not a breakup. I just need to focus on some evoke things right now. And I... I'm really excited to work with Landry. So anyways, Tom and I have talked about, you know, using the feels more than just the metrics. And I've always felt that that was a really valuable thing. And one thing that I really gleaned from Tom was the understanding of anaerobic training in your glycolytic system. And when I say I mistrained, there were times where I was back in the day, I don't have problems covering surges. Even in big races, if I'm doing domestic pro races, 
I can get in a move. I can get away from people. I can cover surges, especially early on when I'm trying to get in the break, which is usually my role on the team. Why I was ever training that was a mistake because that's having me produce more power glycolytically and I wanted more power aerobically. So in getting away from that training, I never do any anaerobic training besides the race. I get some training from the racing, but I'm the exact opposite than this athlete I'm talking about. So make sure you're understanding that and read my anaerobic blog because it's going to help you digest this in a, I think the blogs are very good because if you read through them, you can just read at your own pace. I read blogs very, I read through them, I read through them again, I study them um, and I'm excited. So the so So this should wrap it up. Use your feelings, use the metrics. If you don't have WKO, you can't really tap into VLA Max. You could use Inside. I personally don't love that platform, but do what works for you. And I think, excuse me, the other thing is, remember that you can't do everything. This athlete also, after doing a couple of TTs, is like, I want to do more TTs. I'm like, great, you're aerobic. Let's, cr- let's crush the TTs. And then she comes back with more, wants to do more aerobic and aerobic training. I'm like, wait, so wait, did I misunderstand that? Are the TTs not the focus or the TTs the focus? Or you can't do everything. You can still do TTs and you can st- still do well at TTs. We're just going to get some more anaerobic power. You might notice that riding around threshold is a little bit, it's going to go down a little bit. That might not make you slower though. Even the inside guys who I think have done a good job of bringing physiology to light talk about this in their VLA Max blog about getting more glycolytic power is a good thing if you need it, but you will be producing more lactate and you will be lowering your FTP. So that might not be good for you. We've always said turning the dials, turning the dial. You can't turn everything up and you can't turn everything up at once. And got to figure out where you're going to win races and where you're going to do well and where you're going to place. Hey, get over here. Get in your kennel. Sorry, podcast. This is coming to you live, basically. Get in your kennel, Lala. People don't like that. And then um, I had a couple questions immediately come in. What's the evoke token? The evoke token. This is always evoke is a coaching business. You know, I've been I had a really good athlete that I really appreciate this guy's perspective. And he said, hey, man, just some feedback. You talk a lot about the discord. You talk a lot of kumbaya, all good things. You post on the podcast sometimes that you don't want to plug coaching. He goes, I don't think that's a bad thing. You guys are a coaching group and you should represent as that because it is a really powerful force in itself. All these other things that you're trying to create are just branches off of that. So what I want to explain the Evoke token as This is going to be a way for deeper experiences for people that want to get on board with what we're trying to do here, which is simply make everyone faster and have a great time doing it. So whether that involves token holders to come to our Florida camp, whether there's a next level of, if you've seen the pictures of the Blue Ridge Mountains, a Blue Ridge riding experience, there's going to hopefully be other incorporations with specific races I won't get into that yet. And maybe other companies and products and things of the like. It's going to be NFT based. It's going to be digital. It's going to not be a metaverse. My metaverse will always be in real life. But 
NFTs are here to stay. They're going to be in all of our lives. And we're going to be on the forefront of bringing you awesome experiences. And I think that the community, while it's going to be very confusing at times because people don't have a MetaMask wallet and they don't have crypto and they they will need Ethereum. And we're going to walk people through that. So this is a long-term thing. Evoke is a long-term vision. Evoke the coaching conglomeration of just varied athletes is going to continue to grow and this type of podcast is going to evolve. So all that anaerobic training, get after it if you need it. Don't do it if you don't need it. Let's get it.